Welcome everybody to another episode of the Advisor Arena podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Malm, and my goal each episode is to bring you fresh ideas, a new perspective, innovative practices from some of the most successful financial advisors in our industry. So thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Advisor Arena podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Malm. And I am so excited today to welcome my guest. I have Tara Renzi on the line with us. And Tara, you spent almost 20 years in the corporate world, in direct sales. You've now transitioned over and are a sought after keynote speaker. You're an entrepreneur, a business owner, a sales trainer, plus you're a wife and a mom. So you're busy. <laughs> That's right. I am busy. But as I always say, busy is good. I agree. I agree. It's a good kind of busy. And the reason I asked you to be a guest on the podcast today for multiple things, but you are on a mission to really help people realize and unlock their potential, find fulfillment, achieve success, but do it all with a balance. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. And, you know, it's really this mission to redefine what is happiness, what is success, what does balance look like, especially for working women. I do, I do believe that some of the old school definitions that we've put around these words actually steer us in the wrong direction. And we show up differently. You know, we're not authentic to who we are and what we want and the lives that we ultimately want to create for ourselves. So I did, I started out on this mission, gosh, two and a half years ago of writing and designing my own keynote and workshops and trainings. And then that evolved into starting an online community for female entrepreneurs with a business partner. Her name's Amanda Thompson, so that we can continue to give women that fuel, that fire, that just um, knowledge that they need to continue to show up and level up in their business every day and ultimately be who they came to be, be who you came to be, which is um, my tagline and really my mission. Well, I absolutely love your message. I am thrilled to bring some of your passion and insights to the show today. So I had to be kind of selective and pick and choose what to even highlight in your intro. You have an extremely impressive background. I know that our financial advisors that are listening can certainly relate to that background. But rather than starting with some of those past experiences, I want to talk about your current focus and the passion that you have specifically for supporting women in the business. So if you don't mind, tell me a little bit about, you know, what initially drew you to inspiring and supporting women? Gosh, well, I think first and foremost, being a, you know, and it's hard enough to to step back, but being in my 20s and being so passionate about career, about success, about sales and leadership and all those things I was doing in the corporate world was just defined me as, who I was as a woman. Yes, I was mayor. I got married young and I, I had all this. And then, you know, I ultimately thought that I was going to continue to climb the corporate ladder and hire a nanny and just do it all. And then I had my second son and I found myself in this kind of lost moment as a career woman, as a mom, as a professional thinking, you know, how am I going to do all this and sustain it? And that's when I shifted directions and went into social selling so I could have a business that was more entrepreneurial was able to allow me to create a, a life that I loved. And doing that, I saw a lot of women in that same situation as me of really trying to recreate themselves, redefine themselves as career women, but also being moms and 
being wise and playing huge roles in our community. And, you know, we've seen this we've seen this happening that since the 1980s women have actually out earned men in degrees and we continue to earn more degrees than men but we continue to leave the corporate workforce at staggering numbers because it just doesn't often fit with the life that we've wanted to create and that we've wanted to to do and who we ultimately are coming to be as women so after doing all that I, I sought out on this mission to hey how can I create this content how can I create a workshop how can I create an experience for women that can help them tap into their authenticity and own it, show up differently and give themselves the permission to evolve and change and grow and be who you came to be, not who you always were, not who you thought you should be, maybe not who you thought you were going to be, but that, you know, you're perfectly flawed, you're authentic to who you are and we're never going to arrive. And how do we give ourselves permission as adults to continue to grow, change and evolve? And that's a really really challenging thing. And I see women specifically struggle with that um, continually, you know, even when, when we're aware of it, it's hard to, to reinvent ourselves. I agree with so much of what you just said. And I know we've got women that are listening to this that can certainly relate, especially in the financial services world, although it's not, you know, what we may think of as direct social selling or some of those structures, the opportunity to kind of build your own schedule and have flexibility is there and yet the pressure of sales and trying to balance it all and second guessing yourself and am i doing the right things am i you know being as effective in my business as i can be am i being as effective with my family as i can be i know those are weighing heavy on the hearts of all the women listening and one one thing i absolutely love that you talk about so much and i want to make sure we have time to share it you mentioned your tagline be who you came to be. Share the story of where that came from. Yeah, um, it's such a it's such a beautiful message that it was actually my grandmother. She was 88 years old and she was such an important woman in my life and just allowing me to step into my own, own my authenticity. She taught me so many great gifts and little messages along the way. You know, one of them, my favorite, a, a uh, uh, and not just be who you came to be was that it's only a mistake if it happens twice. The first time was a lesson that you needed to learn. So again, this idea to take risks and give yourself the room to fail and to grow and to learn, but be who you came to be was actually a note that she left for my two boys. Um, she knew it was her time and she wanted to leave a, a, a mess, a note for them. And she signed, she wrote a, a bunch of different things, but then her last um, message for them was be who you came to be this idea that they were born predestined to do something extraordinary, that they were born authentic, one of a kind, and that everything that they needed was already inside of them, but they had to nurture it and to trust their instincts and, and to take risks and to fail. And, you know, she could have said so many things. She could have said, be a leader, be kind, be vulnerable, be tenacious, all these things, but she didn't. She said, be who you came to be. And um, what's really cool about the message is that it's never ending, that we're always reinventing ourselves and changing and evolving. And it's really a permission slip to, to grow, change, and evolve. And we get into this stage in our adult life where for some reason it's like we should have arrived by now or we should have made it. And the truth is we're never going to arrive. There's always an opportunity to grow, change, and evolve. And you have to be willing to self-assess yourself so that you can self-actualize and see your full potential so that you can continue to be who you came to be 
And as women, I do think it's hard because we wear so many different hats and we do so many different things. I know you were saying that it's hard sometimes to be vulnerable and to, and to continue to show up. And I think that we have to honor that space and the time that it takes for us to really design and create that, the life that we want and to find success in what we're doing. You know, success stories aren't written overnight and it takes a long time to build a business um, and to gain the social proof and the respect in, you know, in different arenas. And I think especially in the financial services arena, that has been a predominantly um, male driven environment. And, um, but when we show up as women in that space, smart, knowledgeable, confident, it's a really, um, fierce and awesome, um, force that is, um, ultimately changing the space. And what a powerful message to have come from your grandma that you took and internalized and let impact your direction like that. And I, I bet if we all take a step back, we have messages and we have signs like that in our daily lives or, you know, at least something that's happened in our past. And we're just so busy and we're, you know, stuck in the daily grind and we miss it. And I think it's, you know, it's such a big piece of the puzzle that seems to be missing for people in sales. When you are struggling with sales, you can usually track it back to, are you building an authentic connection with people? And much of that starts with storytelling, right? The ability just to share your story and give insight into why you do what you do. So if we, you know, if we have people that are really struggling to figure out their story or how to share it, do you have any advice, anything that you you know, kind of coach the people that you work with to to do anything that they can practice to uncover their story, their why? It's hard, right? And I think sometimes we feel like, oh, who's going to want to hear my story? Or is it stupid? Or what is what does it mean? But ultimately, story is the connection that draws that draws us together and creates those bridges of trust. And it's interesting, you know, you know a good story if when someone's telling it, you're listening to their story, but you've got all your own characters and you've got all your own things going on. And I think that, you know, really self-assessing yourself and understanding why you're doing what you're doing, where your opportunities are for improvement, you know, what, what's your fire, what, what makes you most excited and, and where do those stories lie? There's actually a great speaker right now on the circuit and she's an author. Her name's Kendra Hall, K-I-N-D-R-A, Kendra Hall. And she has an amazing book. So I'm not a storytelling expert, although I always say speak from your heart and be honest, but she has a great book called Stories That Stick that you can get. And it's all about creating your story. How do you share it? What's important and how do you make it stick so that's memorable? Love that. I love when you have something tangible that you can direct people to. I'm not familiar with that one either. So I'm definitely going to check it out. So I'm yeah, switch- it's a great, it's a great book in her uh, candor and it's a it's an easy read for a business book that you can put it to work instantly. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. We'll definitely check it out. So I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. You have a crazy packed schedule in 2020. I know you you are actually going to join Gradient at our roundtable event in June. We're going to bring you in specifically for an event to support our women advisors or those that just want to focus on successfully implementing and empowering women marketing campaign into their practice. Any sneak peek into something you can share that you might be speaking about to our advisors in June? Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited. I can't wait to be part of the event. And 
you know, we're going to talk about a lot of different things, but ultimately the session will be about working on yourself. And I always say that it's interesting when we work on ourselves, whether we're giving ourselves knowledge, we're fueling our souls, we're working on our bodies, we're working on our minds, like every, the, the, the space around us gets better. When we take time for ourselves, everything else seems to, to come into place more. So we're really going to be focused on allowing you to untap your authenticity and show up confident, strong, bold, lean into that fear and to eliminate comparison to saying, hey, who I thought I would be, how do I, you know, who am I maybe against a, a, a man in the, in the business or another really successful woman to really understand what we're bringing to the table so that we can continue to up level and find higher levels of success to understand at what pace we need to go at, what that looks like. And um, it's a really fun workshop where at the end of it, you'll have really tangible ideas about yourself and what you need to do and really taking that personal responsibility to show up differently. So it's, it's really fun. I'm excited. We go through everything from, you know, unleashing higher levels of success and happiness to eliminating comparisons and letting go of self-limiting beliefs to how do you really lean into that fear and take those big risks so that when um, you show up, you're who you came to be. I love it. I'm so excited that you're going to be joining us. I know our advisors are going to benefit from that. So, you know, really empowering women and helping them not just with their own practice, but connecting with you know, just women that are consumers out there that feel uneducated and maybe aren't as engaged with some of the financial planning that they should be. You know, we get a lot of questions from both men and women on how do I go connect with female consumers and how do I really um, you know, I don't, I don't, we want to make sure we don't treat them as a niche. Right. And one thing I think is interesting. You said a lot of your, uh, keynote requests that are coming in this year are to speak at companies that are primarily male dominated. So they're reaching out to you to come and speak to both men and women about how to make that connection. Yeah, it is really curious. So I, I, I always joke that I, it's not, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that I, that this is kind of where I found my, I, my niche, but it's, you know, I always joke that I grew up in a very, um, I was raised by a pack of men. I was the first girl in four generations. So as much as they celebrated my femininity and really allowed me to be that, that woman, that girl that was celebrated as the first in four generations, they also treated me the same. So they would be like, yeah, put on your tear. We're going to go fishing. And so, you know, I, I always came to the table the same because they allowed me to do that, but they also, allowed me to be a girl. And I think that it's, it's challenging to, to work in industries specific to that again, have been predominantly um, male driven organizations in the past. And, and how do you allow women to feel comfortable, feel confident, find success, whether that be on the consumer or the business side. And so one of the things that I've just learned in, in doing my messaging keynote and really finding that voice that resonates is when I deliver it, I always deliver it um, as a woman to women. And that way it gives men that lens of what it sounds like, how it feels like to be a female. And it's really interesting because a lot of the things that I touch on maybe don't necessarily apply to men. They don't feel that, you know, I don't, I, my husband doesn't often spend a ton of time comparing himself to other people or feeling like he's not balanced. <laughs> um, but having <laughs> that lens of hearing it from a woman to a woman gives them perspective on 
you know, their family, their wives, their daughters, their female colleagues, their female customers. And it's a different perspective um, where I can be vulnerable enough to give that to them that it, it allows them to, to see that through a different lens that maybe they've never seen before. And that allows different talk tracks, different levels of empathy, openness, um, that ultimately create those bridges and bonds that we need to have successful business relationships and interpersonal relationships and everything that goes along with that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's so important across so many levels. But one thing that, you know, specifically applies to this business, and we talk about you know, if you're a, a male financial advisor and you're working with a couple, really take a step back and think about who do you predominantly have the relationship with? And nine times out of 10, they're going to say, my strongest connection is with the husband. And we find mm-hmm. a staggering statistic of obviously, you know, statistics say men are going to predecease their spouse. And when you haven't, as a male financial advisor, made a connection with the woman in that relationship, there's a staggering statistic on how many leave their financial advisor when their husband passes away. They go find somebody else, not because you've done anything wrong. They just don't have a connection. And being able to have that lens that you provide to say, how do I even go about building that? You know, I don't want to be intimidating or condescending or you know, whatever the perspective may be. And unfortunately, there's a lot of women that still feel very intimidated by that. There's a lot that don't, but there's a lot that are. Right. Well, I do think it's interesting. You know, um, we've come so far in women's empowerment and and becoming equals, whether that be in the workforce or the home and all these different things. But ultimately, men and women are different. <laughs> you know, we can we can do this all day, but there we are different human beings, and the way we think, the way we act, are are different, and the way we show up is different. And you know, it's even um, doing a wor- a keynote workshop to a room of all women. The it's very different than if I do it to oh, oh, to men and women because the women do show up differently. They are usually very guarded. They have on a lot of armor um, versus when they can just be women. And so I do think it's um, interesting. And for me as a speaker, it's been something that's been challenging to figure out that voice of, you know, what is the best way to deliver this message so that it resonates and it actually provides sustainable, positive change for the audience. And ultimately it's giving um, women that one-on-one voice and then giving men the opportunity to kind of listen in or eavesdrop per se on on what those conversations look like. Absolutely. And I think one thing that does not, um, you know, pertain necessarily to men or women is goal setting. And you were recently part of a panel of Kansas City business leaders that were selected because you're known for your goal setting skills. So tell us a little bit about that panel, if you don't mind. It was a it was a really fun panel because we had, it was three leaders who are very different. You know, we had a very uh, business minded professional, and then we had, uh, you know, I'm more of the creative thinker. Um, I don't want to say impulsive, but my mind is very entrepreneurial. I, I go and I I'm just different. And then we had the very type A, you know, writes out has had a, a, a list of a hundred goals since she was a little girl of things that she wanted to achieve. And so I think that the thing about goals is you have to figure out what works for you. And there's a million books on goal setting and achievement, but ultimately knowing what you're working for, um, self um, assessing to self actualize so that you can see your full potential and understanding what are you doing good? Where do you need to work? You know, what are your limitations? What do you need to be putting more time into? And then how 
however you go about executing those goals, you've got to figure out a system that's best for you. And, you know, it's safe to say what works for one person isn't always going to work for the other. I mean, my business partner, Authenticity, Amanda and I are the perfect example of people who are highly productive, goal-oriented achievers, but we operate in very different manners. And so ultimately the, the idea of the workshop was, you know, how do you set and then how do you set goals and then achieve them in a manner that works for you, whether that's accountability, you know, your process, all those different things, and then the time that it takes and the pace that you go at to, to find, you know, success at the end of at the end of the road. One of the things that I, I find people tend to focus on the setting of the goals and maybe not what the next steps are to achieve the goals. So if you you know, if you think back to when you left the corporate world, you started your own business, was there a time when things felt like they just weren't falling into place despite the goals that you had set? Did you think about giving up? Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a visionary and a dreamer. So I'm one of those people who has very big aspirations and goals. And sometimes you, we get so caught up in the, um, the end goal, right? Like what we have this big vision, this big butterfly goal of what we want to be. And we're a caterpillar now. We think how in the hell could I ever become a butterfly that sometimes we, we lose track of the progress we made and we don't truly enjoy the journey. And one of those things for me is no, is really having to say, there's no such thing as an overnight success story. You know, I even look back at two and a half years ago at some of the stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, I cringe, you know, thinking like, what did I say? What was I doing? But it's all part of the growth and evolution of being who we came to be. And, you know, the, the main thing is, is that you put in the work every day. You keep that fire burning inside of you that excites you, that makes you want to get up. And um, you just keep chipping away. It was Michelangelo who said, I saw the angel in the marble and I I carved until I set it free. And, you know, he didn't say, and I'm going to carve it in a week or I'm going to carve it in a year or I'm going to carve it in 10 years. He said, and I, and I carved until I set it free until it was, it, until it was done. And I think that that's the thing we have to remember about our goals is that sometimes our timelines that what we thought we have to shift and we have to be willing and flexible to go at a different pace to, you know, to pivot and change gears. But ultimately we've got to keep chipping away at that angel, which is the end goal. I love that perspective. What a great quote. I, you know, you and I were just talking and I can relate to the cringeworthy moments. Anybody that's creative <laughs> or <laughs> doing something new, we were just in fact talking about this new podcast and I have no doubt I'm going to look back on this and go, oh, oh, I was so bad. But how the heck are you ever going to get better if you don't start something? So you know, if you're listening out there and you have an idea, a dream, a goal, something that you think, you know, that'd be really cool if I would do that. You have a line that I love and it's never play small. And I think about that so often when I'm like, uh, I don't know, I might not be great at that. Why, why wouldn't you give it a try? Right? Absolutely. You know, never play small. The time's going to pass anyway. So whether it's six months from now, a year from now, six years from now, you're going to be like, damn, I wish I would have started back then. And, um, no one's, a, you know, there's no one's perfection. I love that Michael Jordan quote when he talks about all the missed shots, how many times he was thrown the ball and lost yep. the game. But no one's like, oh, he, you know, he wasn't this because this happened. Like that's part of it is we, we, we fail. We have to fail to win. We have to give ourselves that ability to, as my grandmother said, make those mistakes because those are the mistakes that are the lessons that we need to learn so we continue to level up. Um, and not play small and go all in. And, and it, it, the, the progression is so fun of where we 
where we came and where we are. And I think, you know, we have to, we have to be kinder to ourselves on our journeys. You think about your children when they're first learning, you're not like, Oh God, they're terrible. Right. You're watching them grow and you're celebrating these little milestones along the way. And no one thinks that they should be able to run before they can walk. And so many times as adults, we have these goals that are so lofty that they cause us to basically not take action in fear of failure. What are other people going to think? Um, you know, the, the time that it's going to take, social judgment, all those different things. I think that's such a powerful message. You know, we're always worried, what are people going to think? And do I really want to be vulnerable? And can I really do this? Should I keep going? Why would anybody want to hear my my story? There's so much that you have shared today. So I, I certainly appreciate your time. I feel like I am going to be doing a disservice if I don't share the impact that your elite coaching group, you've mentioned it, it's authenticity. It has had such an impact on me and on my business. I've gained so much from it. I've recommended it to several others. If we have anybody on the phone that or listening that wants to learn more about you or becoming part of the coaching group, how do they find you, Tara? What's your recommendation for how they get started? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can go to our website. It's Hello Authenticity. You can go to my website, which is Tara Ren, D-T-A-R-A-R-E-N-Z-E. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Tara Renzi. Shoot me an email, send me a DM. Happy to chat with you about anything and help you along that journey of entrepreneurship and being who you came to be. And I always say, you know, we, you were just talking about what are other people going to think of me? And I, it's so funny that we as adults still worry about this, right? You know, I did a keynote the other day and I walked in to the room and I thought, the first thing I thought was, oh gosh, I hope these women like me. And, you know, the thing is, is we're on the search not to please everyone, but to find our people. And I even think, you know, in the financial services arena, you're not going to be the advisor to everyone, but it's about finding those people that you connect with, have that trust with, that they're your people. You know, it's like finding the people who like the same type of music that you like. And not everybody likes country and not everyone likes rap and not everybody likes jazz, but we, we find what we like. And ultimately that's your mission as an entrepreneur is to find your people and to build your community. So we'd love to play a role in that through Hello Authenticity or um, through my own personal speaking and keynotes. Thank you for, for giving me the opportunity to, to talk about what I love. Absolutely. So I, I can't recommend you enough. You have such a great program, such a powerful message, so impactful. I encourage you all to go look Tara up. And Tara, thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Jamie. I'm excited to have you talk to our community here in a few weeks. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.